Hello and welcome to my podcast, The Awesome Caregiver. And today we are going to be talking about how to calm down our awesome loved one when they're having an episode. And I got this topic today from uh, one of my followers on Facebook. Thank you. I forget your name. I apologize. I should have had my um, stuff together and prepared before I started this. But anyways, you know who you are. You ask, how do I calm down Stacy when he is having a meltdown or a tantrum or an episode, which is what I like to call it. And there's a bunch of tips and tricks that you can use depending on your awesome loved one. So don't just take what I'm saying for face value and take it and run with it. You really have to see how your loved one responds to it. It also depends on how old they are. It depends on how big they are. It depends on, you know, their level of intelligence and, you know, their level of understanding and all of that. So I'm going to start by saying, I'm going to start by saying that when I first discovered that Stacy was autistic, there was not well, I'm not going to say that there was not a lot of information and resources out there, but if there were resources out there and information, I did not know of it. I was very, very ignorant to autism and autism in children and anything of that sort. So when it came to tantrums and meltdowns, I had no clue the difference between the two at all. Um, and if you're wondering what is she talking about definitely keep listening because there is a difference between a meltdown and a tantrum for one i know a lot of you guys have heard uh the term tantrum and that's simply because all of our kids do that neurodivergent or not they all do that neurodivergent neurotypical all kids do it at a certain age they get it in their head that there are they are supposed to get absolutely everything that they want at every moment of the day and when they don't get what they want whenever they want it they get mad and because they don't know how to express their anger and don't know how to communicate i'm upset and i want then here comes the tantrum they cry they kick they scream they bite and in Stacy's case, they throw things. When Stacy was younger, oh man, he threw absolutely everything. And for whatever reason, he was the strongest little kid that I've ever seen. He would pick up tables, he would pick up chairs, he would pick up folding chairs, he would pick up his cup. If he had anything in his hand, he was throwing it. I know that a lot of you guys can relate to that. Tantrums and meltdowns are completely different things. Now, when we're talking about meltdowns, meltdowns generally happen because one is overstimulated. And Stacy's meltdowns looked kind of similar to the tantrums. And your awesome loved one's meltdowns may look similar to the tantrums as well. It takes a lot of practice and a lot of 
research and a lot of observing of your awesome loved one to learn the difference between the two. Now, a tantrum, Stacy would get a tantrum, like I said, when he wanted something and he just couldn't get it. The answer was no to whatever it is he wanted. For example, say Stacy had five cookies and he wanted to go and get five more. Of course, I'm gonna tell him no because number one, that's too much sugar. That's number one. And number two, you've already had five, sir. You've had enough. So as a mother, I'm gonna go ahead and cut him off on cookies for the day. And I'm gonna say, no, sir, you can't have any more cookies. Why don't you go ahead and sit down and play with your toys or whatever the case may be. He's not gonna like that. And neither is any child of that age. They're not gonna like that. So he's either A, gonna cry, or B, gonna cry and throw things. And that's his tantrum because he can't have any more cookies. Now, a meltdown happens when I'll use the example of being in the store because Stacy had a lot of meltdowns in the store. And let's just face it, there are a lot of stimulants around. So especially Walmart, which is his favorite store, there are a lot of stimulants around. And stimulants are sounds. They could be all the noises that's going on, which is a lot of noises. You got the beeping, you got the people walking, you got the people talking, you got the machines going, um, and also lights, sensitivity to lights. Certain lights make a buzzing sound. And also sensitivity to smells. That is also something that your loved one might be struggling with also sensitivity to bright lights in which in any store they have those fluorescent lights oh they're horrible i even don't like those lights but all those things happen in the store now if your child or your awesome loved one is processing each and every one of those sounds all at the same time simultaneously can you imagine how that will feel for them. So I was just actually talking with my queen about this yesterday. I believe, and this is not something that I'm 100% on, so don't quote me on this. This is just something that, a theory that I've come up with um, that I think in my mind. I believe that a neurotypical person is not meant to process more than one sound at a time. Now, I find that it is, a person is very unique if they can process more than one sound at a time. Meaning, um, I have the ability to listen to two conversations at once. Now, will I be able to repeat back what both of these people are saying? No, I will not. But I can follow along, I can respond to each one. Why? Um, I'm not exactly sure. Probably because when Heaven was growing up, my daughter Heaven, uh, she was very chatty. Um, she's still very chatty. And um, when she was growing up, she absolutely did not care what I was doing or who I was talking to. She was going to talk to me as well. And <laughs> when you have little girls, that kind of j thing just happens. But anyway, I digress. Uh, but what I was saying was, I think that it's not in our nature to process uh, multiple sounds and multiple smells and multiple bright lights and flashing lights and etc all at the same time it's not 
in our nature. But people that are autistic, many people that are autistic, autistic, excuse me, are processing multiple things at once, multiple sounds at once, multiple smells at once, and multiple sight sensitivities at once. Now, imagine listening to uh, someone talking, a beeping noise, someone shuffling their feet, music coming out of the speakers, listening to all this at once and processing it all at once. It can get, and also you got to think about too, you got to think about walking, you got to think about uh, paying attention to your parent, you got to think about, oh, you have to continue to still function yourself in the store. And if your awesome loved one is of age, they also have to shop. So think about all that stuff and your processing, all the sounds, smells, and sights. So this will cause your awesome loved one to have a meltdown because at a certain point, they just can't take it anymore. They can't. They can't process it anymore. And the reason why it looks exactly like a tantrum is because, or similar to a tantrum, I'm not going to say exactly, is because your awesome loved one may cry, they may throw things, they may get angry, and this is why it looks similar to a tantrum. Now, it is important to know the difference between the tantrum and the meltdown because you're going to handle them differently. So let's tackle the tantrum first. The way that I now handle a tantrum, and sorry to say, yes, Stacy still has tantrums, even though he's 17. Um, be honest with you, completely honest with you, I've seen several neurotypical teens still have tantrums. Um, my daughter, Heaven, she's 16, she still has tantrums. Um, I've seen my nephew, my niece, you know, they still have tantrums. So, um, that's not to say that um, Stacy is baby or I'm infantizing him or in any way. Um, I still very much see him as a 70 year old teenage boy. However, he still has tantrums. Like I said, um, sometimes he doesn't get his way and he doesn't know how to express it. How do I handle that? Okay. So let's rewind. And let's say instead of 17, Stacy is seven. He's having a tantrum because he can't have what he wants. So I know that his first thought is going to be I'm about to throw something. And because I know that, if he has something in his hand, I takes it away. I take it away. If there are things around him that he might throw, I either A, try to go get it if I think it's gonna hurt some someone or someone's around, or I either B, allow him to throw it and then bring him to me and say, hey buddy, you know, I know you're mad about your cookies or whatever the case may be, or your toy. I know you're mad about it, but we're not going to throw things. And because you threw that thing, now we're going to have a, a bit of quiet time. And depending on um, your awesome loved one, um, my son, for example, Stacy has ADHD and he has had it for a long time. So um, a typical timeout scenario did not very much uh, work for him. So instead of a typical timeout scenario, um, his timeout was, I'm going to take away your favorite thing for however amount of time that you decide to take it away from. 
Now, um, you might not want to do a timer scenario if your child or your awesome loved one does not exhibit patience because if they just are not able to be patient and waiting for the timer, you might just have to take away their desired thing and then as soon as they calm down, you're going to give it back. Now, this is how I deal with Stacy because he has ADHD. So he is not as patient as a typical person would be. So when the Stacy is showing that he is having a temper tantrum, I take away his straws. As soon as he starts to exhibit behaviors that are breaking the rules to me. And breaking the rules is we won't be throwing things, we won't be hitting things, and we won't be punching our fists to the wall. We also won't be hitting ourselves. We won't do any of those. Those are my rules. You can be mad all you want. I allow, actually allow Stacy to scream if he's mad. He can scream, he can yell, and he sometimes uses his own language just to get out whatever he wants. And I'm pretty sure he's probably cursing me out in his language, but I just let him do it because he's not hurting anyone. And he's not being disrespectful. I mean, sometimes you just need to scream, you know what I mean? But anyways, um, so when he starts breaking the rules, such as maybe he will punch the wall, I will take away his straws. And as soon as he is, one, looking at me, and two, calm, no matter how long he is calm and looking at me, I immediately give him back his straws. Now, if he does it again, if he starts... Uh, getting louder again and starts hitting things again or punch the wall again or whatever the case breaking the rule then i take it away again um this cycle could continue for several several minutes depending on how angry stacy is and it might continue on for a while with your awesome loved one as well but you just have to be patient you have to be consistent because as soon as you break that consistency they find the way to get that loophole and just go on in there and they just assume that they that you're going to give in every time but you're not going to give in every time as a matter of fact you're not going to give in any of the time be consistent stay on them there's no rush to calm them down there's no rush at all as long as they're not hurting themselves there is no rush you just go in away and take away that desired item or if your child exhibits patience you go ahead and put them in time out each and every time each and every time that they start breaking your rule and um, I'm not gonna suggest what your rule might be um, simply because I don't know how every child is different um, and my rule is no hitting things and no punching the wall and no hitting yourself because those are things that Stacy tends to do when he gets angry and He's so strong nowadays that he will put a hole clear through the wall. And I cannot have that because nobody can afford to keep repairing the walls um, because Stacy is mad. Absolutely not. Uh, another tip for calming down is if you have an awesome loved one that is a little bit older, I think that it is important to get that anger out in a way that is acceptable to you and acceptable um, to those around him. Um, meaning that those around him or her, meaning that uh, 
we have to make sure they're not hurting, harming anyone. And the way that I view that is I have a punching bag or Stacy has a punching bag. And simply when he starts to show that, oh, okay, he needs to hit something or he needs to get his anger out in that explosive type of way, I bring him to his punching bag and I give him time, as much time as he wants on that punching bag. He can hit it as hard as he wants. He can push it. He can kick it. He can do whatever he wants to it. He can even hit it with uh, a chair if he wants to, but he doesn't hit it with a chair. But you get what I'm saying. Um, and that is something I suggest that could be good for them too. Or say if your child likes... I was about to say if your child likes baseball, but it's probably not best to give them a baseball when they're angry. So you just scratch that from the record. <laughs> but anyways, um, that is another way. So you can do one of those tips for keeping your child calm. Now, another, another important, very, very important tip, and if you don't take anything else from this podcast, this episode today, please, please, please remember this. When your awesome loved one is in their tantrum mode, it is very important that you stay calm. Now, I know that you want to say things. I know that you want to do things. I know that you want to calm down your awesome loved one. But remember, there is no rush. No rush at all to calm down your awesome loved one. Now, if they are hurting themselves, of course, you want to make sure that they don't continue to injure themselves. But it is very important to stay calm, even in that type of emergency situation where they may be harming themselves. Um, and the reason why I say this is because no matter what anyone tells me, I will always believe 100% that energy is transferred. So if your awesome loved one is screaming, for example, um, say your child or your awesome loved one is having a temper tantrum. They're screaming in your face. They have very high angry energy. And now you feel angry. You feel like screaming. So what just happened? They transferred their high angry energy to you. Now, they're a child or they're special needs. And you're an adult, the caregiver. You can change your energy on your own. A way to change your energy on your own is deep breathing. Um, before you do anything, say your child starts screaming, they're screaming at you. Ah! Before you do anything, you take a deep breath. So, smell the flowers, blow out the candles. And this is what I say to myself. I know it's kind of weird and elementary, but that's what I say to myself when I'm doing a deep breath. So um, it just helps me do it properly. And it helps me also focus in my mind on what I'm saying and doing. And it takes away the focus on what's happening around me, the chaos around me. So you take your deep breath. That's going to help you calm down. And whenever you decide what you want to say, you keep your voice at monotone level meaning that you're not going to go up 
You're not going to go down. You're not going to scream. You're not going to go higher pitch, any of that. You're just going to be monotone. And you can even whisper. And you're going to say, hey, buddy, why don't you go ahead and sit over there? Or, hey, buddy, why don't you? That's not what you're going to say, but you get what I'm saying. The tone is what I'm trying to get across. So, for example, if Stacy is having a tantrum and it's because he wants whatever. Oh, I got a great example. Um, actually, last week he wanted DoorDash, but I explained to him a month ago that we're going to stop on DoorDash because we all want to do really fun things for spring break and etc. and for his summer break. And so we stopped doing DoorDash days. Um, so last week, of course, he wanted DoorDash. And I said, no, um, you know, you have your TV dinners or you can make a burger and fries or I can make something for you, but we're not doing DoorDash. So he had a tantrum. And my first reaction, because um, he had a tantrum and he had his tablet in his hand, he went to go slam it down. My first reaction was to scream at him. Do not do that. But I approached him and I said, hey, if you slam your tablet down, you're going to break it. Now, I know you're upset about not having DoorDash, but we already talked about this. We already talked about no DoorDash days until we save our money so that we can do fun things in the spring and the summertime. And then I said, now, don't you remember when we went to North Carolina? You know, you had a good time. You bought that little toy that you like. You remember that? And then I got him engaging with me and he said, he nodded. He said, yes. I said, now we can do more fun stuff like that. Remember when we we went out to eat at that seafood restaurant? You really like that, right? Remember the oysters we ate? And he goes, yeah, I do remember that. Now, you know, we can do more fun things like that. We just can't eat DoorDash for a minute. And it's okay for you to be upset right now, but it's not okay for you to slam down your tablet. Because if you break it, then you're not going to have a tablet. Do you remember when you broke your last tablet and you didn't have one for a while? That was kind of confusing for everybody, huh? And you were kind of frustrated trying to talk to us, right? And he eventually calmed down. Now, um, I avoided him slamming down his tablet at that time. And that was the point of the entire talk. I had a calm tone, even monotone. I didn't raise my voice. I didn't go higher pitch. I didn't go lower pitch. Now, um, it's super easy for me to do that right now just because I've had a lot, a lot, a lot of practice. And Stacy's 17 now, and I've been doing this for years. But if that is not your thing, you might want to just go ahead and practice. And I used to practice, and I kind of still do sometimes. I used to practice just in the mirror um, talking to myself. Um, so... When I feel myself getting angry, I take myself out of the situation and go to a bathroom or even I just start talking to my phone in a recording and I say, hey, you know, it's not so bad. Whatever just happened, it's not so bad. Now, I understand you're angry me and it's okay to be angry, but you just can't go and punch that coworker in the face. You just can't. You're going to get in trouble. So... And then you have a little pep talk with yourself. And this helps you practice for when you're about to talk to your awesome loved one. And as far as meltdowns, 
meltdowns are something that take a lot of time and patience and once you see or once you identify the signs of the child's meltdown my suggestion is not to try to calm them down until you have taken them out of that situation now it might not be the ideal thing to do because what if your family is in a restaurant or your family is in the store grocery store whatever and your awesome loved one has a meltdown what i do and i am not a expert so please i know i keep saying this but i really mean it do not take anything i say as gold i'm not an expert i'm just telling you what i do and what helps us so if Stacy has a meltdown in the store, and even if he has a tantrum, but we're talking about meltdowns right now. If Stacy has a meltdown in the store, I take him out the store. I don't even care if I'm done grocery shopping. I don't care if, you know, I still got stuff going on. I don't care if I'm in line. I take him out the store because the meltdown was caused by the things in the store. Or at least get him to a nice quiet place and then you can try to calm him or her down so <clears throat> excuse me so when it comes to meltdowns very very differently handled than the tantrums the tantrums you can go ahead and try to handle it right then and there um, and it's actually important that you handle it right then and there and be consistent with it the meltdowns you absolutely need to take them out of the place or the environment that's causing their meltdown or they're not going to calm down and that is very important that i remember that hey this is not a tantrum or that you remember as a caregiver that hey this is not a tantrum when he's having a tantrum you know it looks like this when he's having a meltdown you know it looks like this when you decide which one it is, then you go from there on calming them down. Um, now, um, a little disclaimer, they're not always going to calm down. And sometimes you just have to let them cry. As long as they're not hurting themselves or hurting anybody, crying is a-okay. And yelling is a-okay also. Um, we just assume that when a child or a our special needs loved one is crying or screaming or yelling that we must stop it because you know our ears we don't want to hear that but if they're not hurting themselves it might just be okay to just let them go ahead and cry it out because that's how they're getting their emotions out they can't talk and say hey mom mom etc etc or even if they can talk it might not be uh within them to explain hey this is how i'm feeling this is why i'm feeling this way and i want to do this to stop feeling this way um in my case uh, my son is nonverbal, and he cannot express himself verbally so when he gets mad or when he gets angry when he gets sad he just has to cry it out he has to scream it out or punches punching bag and these are all ways that I have approved for him to get out his emotions and I 
don't think there's any wrong anything wrong with letting your awesome loved one um, express themselves in that way as well. Um, now, I also know um, an autistic adult that says that listening to music helps them calm down. Um, I've also heard that drawing helps another autistic person calm down. Um, you just have to find whatever it is and promote that and support them in that thing and, you know, redirect them to that thing when they're having a hard time with life. And that is all I have for this subject. Now, remember, if you follow us on Facebook, please, uh, go to any video or any picture or any post or anything like that and put your little ideas for um, topics for a podcast. I'm doing a podcast every week, once a week, I'm doing a podcast. So if you have something that you want to me to touch on or anything like that, um, put a comment on our Facebook. You can also, uh, our Facebook is Shay and Stacy. that's S-H-A-E space the letter n space s-t-e apostrophe c-e and go ahead and subscribe to our facebook you can get notifications when i put new videos and everything like that you can also send your comments and your ideas to instagram which on instagram we're shay and stacy s-h-a-e underscore the letter n underscore s-t-e-c-e and i am checking these messages i'm checking these comments every day um also you can follow us on tiktok um shay and stacy s-h-a-e underscore the letter n underscore s-t-e-c-e i'm also checking these comments once a day um i don't check the tiktok comments as much as i check the other ones so um if you're trying to reach me faster might want to go to ig or facebook um we also have a youtube channel shay and stacy uh, that's the same as the TikTok and the Instagram, S-H-A-E underscore the letter N underscore S-T-E-C-E. And you can leave your comments in there too if you want me to talk about a specific thing in the podcast. So thank you again for listening to my podcast and I hope everyone has a great day. Okay, bye. Bye.